Catch the fire. Fire. Catch the fire. Welcome to Catch the Fire. I'm Lisa Flood along with Susie McKenzie, and we're so happy to be with all of you today. Catching, spreading, and feeling the fire, right, Susie? Oh, amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Susie, what did the Holy Spirit do for you this week with the fire? Oh, the Holy Spirit is like, uh, yeah, he's just so awesome. You know, he's our gift, he's our paraclete, he's our helper. And that's what I want to say is that he has helped me immensely. I We talked in another Catch the Fire episode, if you will, about a group online on Facebook called Transitions, and it's something that I felt like the Holy Spirit was guiding me to lead. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit helped me to spread the fire in a much calmer way and in a not so like uh, gut-wrenching way. Because when you talk about transitions in life, it can be the really big painful things, Lisa, mm-hmm. you know, loss of a loved one, etc. But instead, I was given an idea for something else that was a little gentler, kind of more like, you know, just a gentle wave in the ocean rather than getting hit <laughs> with the tsunami, you know? Yeah. And um, I just want to give a shout out to the Holy Spirit for also giving me an interceding in a way that I can't for the graces to be able to follow that and to be comfortable with it. And sometimes it really is that little still small voice. I love it. Well, I'll tell you, Susie, I had that little still voice telling me I needed to um, not be doing so much and be present to a friend who was visiting at our home. And I was having I was having one of those Martha Mary experiences, you know, where so much I had to get done. And I almost missed the moment. And I literally heard the Holy Spirit ask me, go and sit down. So I did. And it was literally the end of of my husband's friend's visit to our home, who was there to see him. But I knew that I was supposed to just go join them. And just all of a sudden, the conversation became something that was really important. And this friend needed prayer. And I was able to say, would it be okay with you if we prayed with you? And Susie, had I been busy about all the stuff that I had in my head, I could, I mean, I could just cry right now recounting this experience because it was so beautiful and it was such an opportunity for God to step in. And it's so easy for me, and I guess so many can relate, it's so easy to get busy about the stuff that has to get done that we could miss the moment of what God is calling us to do. So I'm grateful that I heard the voice. Wow. And again, here we go. We both kind of had that still small voice experience and the grace and the mercy, the grace really to follow it and to be obedient because it really is a lot of times easier just to stay busy. It is. It really is. It is. It's it's easier just to flail around. Um, it's like being a little mouse on a wheel and yet you were present in the moment. That is absolutely beautiful, Lisa. Fruit of a lot of prayer, let me tell you. Amen. <laughs> All right, Susie, this next little segment Okay, I I struggled with, should I even say these words? Because I hear them all the time, but I am going to say it because we have to discuss it. Have you ever heard when a new priest with a lot of personality, very handsome, looks like 
He could have the world, you know, whatever he wants. Have you ever heard him called Father What a Waste? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Lisa, when we lived in Southern California, I won't mention it, but there's a, an abbey that uh, we used to say that these particular priests needed to be good looking and athletic. Well, I'm here to tell you instead, I, I heard this phrase recently, and I just want to pray that we would say, Father, what a gift. Father, what a gift. Because we know a young man who is um, discerning and um, it's actually one of my son's friends. And he, he, my son said about his friend, he said, mom, he would be an amazing husband and father, and he would be an amazing priest. He said, he's got to have the same qualities for either and both. And I, that launched us into a great discussion about because I had heard another friend say this father, what a waste thing recently. And I'm like, it just <laughs> like, it's a little check in my spirit that we, we need to look at that differently, that God is blessing us with some amazing men who are becoming priests. Well, he really is Lisa. And when you stop and think about it, first of all, uh, kudos to your son for having that type of insight. And secondly, this person is choosing the service of God's people. Um, and it's not seeing himself. He's not looking at his physical characteristics personally. See, we look at the people from the outside in and he's looking from the inside out. And so, yeah, it is a gift because there. I think there's a certain humility there in even entertaining the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um there's, of course, sacrifice, but then there's also that spiritual maturity of knowing that if I'm following what God wants me to do, then, of course, the gifts will come. So, yeah, we do need to transition from seeing it as, Father, what a waste, <laughs> to, Father, what a gift. I know. And I don't know, Susie, as I've gotten so close to, um, my family has gotten so close to, we're blessed to have some beautiful friendships with some amazing young priests. My heart is just, it's like my maternal heart. I just feel the need to pray for them and to to pray for those who are discerning and to pray for the families of those who are discerning because, you know, it, it really is like it impacts the whole family and it is a gift of the whole family, really. Oh, it totally impacts the whole family. I can totally believe that. And I, I think as, it, as we grow in our understanding of what the priesthood is and represents, the eternal nature of it, the connection to the Old Testament and the order of Melchizedek, all of those things, Jesus, the eternal high priest, and they become in persona Christi, right, to us. They are Jesus to us in the persona of Christ. Um, We realize what a big deal it is and how much they need our prayers because um, you you ain't getting through that. On your own power. It's just not going to happen. No, but we, I don't know. I just can't say it enough. We need to pray, pray, pray for those who are hearing the call, for those who have answered the call recently, and for those who have been priests for a long time. Like Our prayers for them matter. That's the, that's the gift that we, the lay people, can give back to the church to really cover our priests in prayer. Well, we absolutely can. Lisa, you know, it, we may not be thinking, Father, what a waste, but, you know, just because they've said yes to Jesus, it doesn't mean they won't have little yearnings crop up that, oh, I kind of wish I had a wife. Oh, I kind of wish I had children. They're human, too. 
And they need the the power of the Holy Spirit, the mercy, the graces that come through Our Lady. They need all of that to continue to pursue God and, and to be His representative here on earth. They have all the same struggles we have as humans. No, we are so blessed in in our archdiocese and beyond that we have some incredible priests coming we, out of the seminary now. We really do. And I'm loving the diversity of it and the different ages, Lisa, and life experience of our priests. And I'm so thankful to God for calling this wide variety of men. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Catch the Fire. I'm Lisa Flood along with Susie McKenzie. Stick with us. We'll be right back. What is one of the best gifts we parents can give our kids? Hi, this is Erin Franco with the Catholic Mom Minute. As parents, we naturally want to give our kids the world, but so many of us wake up one day and realize that in the name of giving our kids the world, marriage starts to feel like we're just roommates taking care of the same children. A great marriage doesn't just happen. It takes work and it takes three, a husband, a wife, and God. It's so important to create time to regularly get away with your spouse, to talk, and especially to pray as a couple about your marriage and family. So get something on the calendar, find a sitter, or get takeout and put those kids to bed early. Just make it happen, because being intentional about maintaining a godly, happy marriage is one of the very best gifts we can give our kids and our spouses. I'm Erin Franco at CatholicMomMinute.com. Welcome back to Catch the Fire. I'm Lisa Flood along with Susie McKenzie, and we are so excited to be joined in the studio today by my dear friend, Amy Virgis. Amy, welcome to Catch the Fire. Hi, ladies. Thank y'all for having me. Amy, I love um, that you're here today because you are, without a doubt, my most favorite Christian Methodist friend who is raising her children Catholic. (laughs) I just think it's pretty incredible. Your husband is Catholic, and... You are raising your kids with the sacraments, and you and I have become really soul sisters through Lord Teach Me to Pray, right? Yes, we have. It's been a blessing in my life. Amy, when you started Lord Teach Me to Pray, I invited you to come join this prayer group. What did you think? Because you've been in Bible studies your whole life. What did you think about entering Lord Teach Me to Pray and this journey? It's very different than any other Bible study I had experienced I initially started, Lord, Teach Me to Pray, focusing on learning scripture um, to bring that into my family life and teach my children where to find the word of God in the Bible to help them as they grew. But that was so innocent of me. Um, It's been an amazing gift of the Holy Spirit uh, these years that I have done this beautiful prayer group so much more than just reading the Word of God. Amy, I have a long history with Methodism. I have a special, special love in my heart for it. My mother taught at a Methodist kindergarten for my entire years growing up, and whenever I was off at school, from school, I'd go with her, <laughs> and I'd be her helper. Mm-hmm. And the very first vacation Bible school I ever went to was I went to the Methodist church. I was raised fully Catholic, and I was going to Catholic school, but we didn't have Bible school when I was Bible, stu- um, excuse me, VBS when I was growing up. And I went to Methodist 
Um, VBS. Oh, yeah, for years and years. <laughs> so I just love it. I have this special connection um, in my heart with um, your particular faith tradition. So um, so here you are praying with Scripture now. You're in, Lord, teach me to pray. What do you think um, is like one of the biggest things you've learned so far? Um, my journey, um, as Lisa and I have spoken recently, have, has really just begun. I realize um, when I think I've gotten far down the road that I really haven't. Um, every time I continue to start, Lord, teach me to pray again. This is my third time going through. It's it's almost as if it's a new study to begin with. I've learned that the Holy Spirit is constant and present in my life at all times. I've learned how to discern um, the ways that he speaks to me to guide me in my faith and teaching my faith to my children and my husband in our daily lives, learning to listen for him and that a prayer is not necessarily just a moment where you sit and pray to God. It's living a prayer. And if you're in, and if I'm living the prayer during the day, thinking about what I've been praying for, what I've been discer- trying to discern answers to questions, um, that if it's in the forefront of my mind, I hear him communicating with me. What has happened with your relationship with Jesus since you started praying with scripture every day? <laughs> um, with Lord, teach me to pray an Ignatian prayer um, entering into the scene, um, of the gospel readings. Um, I have become so much more humble being with Jesus. He has become a relationship in my life, not just something I, uh, learned about that happened in history. And it is so powerful to have a connection more than I could have ever imagined um, with him. Um, he was a person. He walked on this earth like I do. It, it is astounding to think about that God was walking on this earth um, with us and what a gift that was. So it's it's really powerful. Christmas and Easter have become so much more. <laughs> now, so you're raising your children Catholic. How has this helped you to relate to them and to bring this newfound relationship with Jesus into your family life? Um, now, now, as a Methodist, and, you know, we, of course, Jesus is uh, very prominent in our faith. Um, the parts of the Catholic faith that ha- were new to me um, were the saints and the Blessed Mother. And so my experience with her and the saints was very minimal uh, growing up. So um, respecting and understanding my husband's faith was very important to me, and um, as well as he learning about my faith. So when we raised our, when we decided to raise our children Catholic, um, I wanted to know more about what um, that involved. And doing Lord Teach Me to Pray um, not only brought a closer relationship um, with the Holy Trinity 
in my heart, um, it helped me to understand uh, my husband's faith. And um, I'm just, I'm wowed by it. It is, it is amazing. Um, I never really realized how many people are praying for me. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel that, um, journaling has helped you with really paying attention to and really seeing how God is moving in your life? Um, when I sit down to journal, um, I, I just begin to, to write and it evolves as I'm writing. Um, I feel like the Holy Spirit talks to us as humans, as Christians, um, in ways that we can't even, um, imagine. Um, a lot of times I will laugh at, um, his answers to me, um, and sometimes um, Lisa and I have talked about our fleeting thoughts. Uh, prayers, I've, I've realized that it's not necessarily a formal um, moment, that prayer can be at any time. God hears everything that I'm thinking about, worrying about, happy about, um, concerned about. And um, if I keep him in my four thoughts, he shows me the direction that I need to go in. And um, it's so exciting when you hear him and you think, ah, oh, that's it. I needed to hear that. <laughs> it is. I can, If you could see the smile on her face and the sparkle in her eyes when she says this, it's just so inspiring and uplifting. I'm curious, Amy, what has surprised you most? If we could back up, you kind of worked in our blessed mother there. What surprised you the most about meeting Mary? Um. Gosh, I'm so humbled by her. I am um, blessed to know her. I am excited um, to know that she is um, my mother and that she cares for me and loves me um, in a way that I really had never considered before. Um, She's such an inspiration for me as a mom. Um, at any age, I think, um, whether I have small children or older children or even grandchildren one day, um, that, that, um, I take her, um, as an example of what, how I should open my heart to the Lord. Do you feel like through this prayer, um, you've experienced more, um, I guess the word might be boldness in being able to share your faith with other people. Definitely. Definitely. Um, It's almost as if um, the faith sharing aspect of Lord teach me to pray gives you practice to go out into the real world (laughs) and evangelize. Yes. Um, I am more at ease talking about my faith with my family, um, which I have seen sprouts of faith with my children. They have become um, more open to discussing their faith um, in a dinner time conversation. Um, it has helped strengthen uh, my faith with my husband and our openness and discussing our beliefs and our thoughts. And um, I don't hesitate anymore to share with friends um, something that I know came from the Holy Spirit, and I can't wait to to share it with another person. 
I wrote down some notes while you were writing, and you said faith sharing gives you practice, and you talked about the dinner conversation. And I'm wondering from you if um, just kind of a little bit more about what you've already said is that do you feel like your faith um, being able to talk about it has become more conversational as it's become more a part of you, as opposed to having that separate formal prayer time that we are all familiar with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I like to think of my faith now as um, not just a formality, as it is a it is a relationship that I have with the Holy Trinity, and um, that my prayer isn't necessarily um, a prayer of thanksgiving. It's not necessarily a prayer of um, needs or wants or anything. It it is a prayer of um, conversation, casual conversation. God knows my heart um, and being able to um, form a personal relationship with him has made my faith um, stronger than I ever could have imagined. It's, it's been a beautiful experience. I'm curious. I I can tell you for myself, Jesus is is very different from who I thought when at the beginning of my journey, like the way he's revealed himself to me. Oh my gosh, he's incredible. Have, have what can you say about maybe any misconceptions or or things you've discovered about the way he talks to you and interacts with you? Um, Jesus, I, I truly feel Jesus spoke to me one night, and this is kind of a funny story I will share with y'all because I think most women can appreciate this. Um. We had recently moved into um, a home and there were a lot of little projects that we needed to work on and it was almost just overwhelming. And I found myself one night asleep in the middle of the night. I heard a voice that said, enjoy your life. And I woke up and I thought, did I just hear that? Enjoy your life. And it was a soft voice that was peaceful, full of love. I can't even explain just the calmness that I felt in my heart when I heard it. And I realized I was dreaming about where I was going to put cabinets in the dog room. (laughs) And I thought, this is overwhelmingly stressful. I cannot believe I am unconsciously dreaming about where I'm going to put cabinets in a dog room. And I believe in my heart that Jesus was telling me, Amy, Amy, stop, enjoy your life. And it doesn't mean that life isn't going to be easy. It's not, it, it is, life is not going to be easy. We are going to have trials and tribulations. We're going to have joys. We're going to have sadness. And if we, continue to focus on those things, we are not going to be able to enjoy our lives. And so when he told me that, and that was three years ago, I go back to that regularly and think, enjoy your life. Three words, so simply put, so simply said with love and peace. I know that that was Jesus. I love that story. (laughs) 
I love it. I, I will listen. I will listen, play it over in my head over and over. Now, with your children being raised Catholic and you being Methodist, um, and your what? I'm just curious what ages your children are and what sacraments they've received and what you know because you've had to walk through them with these these sacramental years. Sure, sure. Um, so my oldest is 18. Um, then I have a 15 year old son and um, a 12 year old daughter. So. Joshua is um, at Clemson University right now, and he has received the sacraments, the baptism and confirmation, which was amazing. Um, I didn't realize we had seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. I've learned all about that now. <laughs> been great. Um, and I find that um, my oldest and I are able to talk about our faith very openly. It's It's been um, a breath of fresh air. Um so I, you know, we, we also in the Methodist church are baptized and confirmed. Sure. Um, so those are two sacraments that I've been very familiar with. Um, it's nice being able to see it from another, uh, um, another religion, I guess. A different perspective. Yeah, I was just curious because you as a Methodist have walked through these different um what what's the word I'm looking for? Rites of passage. Of course, they're sacraments, but they're also rites of passage. And I was curious to know what you had experienced and seen. And that's really beautiful that it's brought about a deeper relationship with your oldest. Well, and I do think, too, um, there are a lot of people who um, are married and they may have been raised in different churches, but we all pray to the same God. We're all Christians. We all know that Jesus has died for us. We know that the Holy Spirit is in our heart. And I truly believe that it could either become a blessing or a vice in a marriage. And mm. I think that when you hear Jesus say, enjoy your life, you know that he doesn't want that to separate you. He wants it to bring you together. And I have become a stronger Christian because of it. Amy Virgis, I wish everybody could see your face right now <laughs> and, the, and the sparkle in your eyes as you talk about your love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and our Blessed Mother. Thank you so much for joining us on Catch the Fire. Oh, thanks for having me. Lisa, I just love it. I, you know, because I, I say it again, I, I really have this like special love for the Methodist Church. And I I just love what she's closed with was that it doesn't have to be, it's not meant to be a separator. It's both of us on the journey together. It can be a uniting force. Uh, you know, I remember when we had a conversation when she was starting, Lord, teach me to pray. She said, you know, I just want to pray with scripture so I can really use it in my daily life, raising my kids. And that's what she shared. That's what's happened for her. And that's certainly what's happened for me. I don't know where I would be without praying with scripture every day. Oh, because it, it creates this never ending movie in your head. <laughs> From my Lord, teach me to pray experience. It's never ending. I see movies of the scriptures. Yeah. I mean, I, it really, we're, we're not overstating it when we say it comes to life. Oh, it, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. And I, you know, she's given me such a spark by being on Catch the Fire. And of course, now we end with what sparked our lives last week. 
And I guess I'm going to go first. And that mine is, and I'm looking at it right now, but I can't show you a picture. It is a drink by a company called Crook and Marker. And it is called Spiked and Sparkling. And there's several flavors, but one is tangerine, one is strawberry lemon. And the reason why we bought it was because we go to this little store in Mandeville called Aquista Pesas. It's like a little quick date for my husband and I. And I pick up my dark beer, get one for my son. And my daughter likes those light and fluffy girly drinks that aren't very alcoholic and are fruity. This one has 60 calories. There's no sugar in it. I'm telling you, it is absolutely delicious. And this is not my kind of thing to want to drink. Crook and Marker. All right. I've never heard of it. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. Well, I'm I'm back on food again. My spark was my favorite little lunch place is Toad Hollow. And I love the tuna tacos. And when I go to lunch with my friends, they look at me like, is she going to do something different or not? Every (laughs) now and then I do. But I will tell you, I have tried to recreate the tuna tacos at home and the sauce. And there's a little bit of spice and it's just delicious. And sometimes I do something different, but usually I end up on my old favorite. Plus, Lisa, it's really fun to say tuna taco. I mean, come on. That's fun to say. I feel like I should be on vacation at the beach somewhere when I'm eating a tuna taco. You really should. I just do. Yeah, hearing a little Jimmy Buffett in the background. (laughs) There you go. It's been so great being with you, Susie, and with all of our listeners. Join us next week on Catch the Fire. Catch the Fire is a production of Catholic Community Radio.